Got your Bible, open them to John, the second chapter. Thankful for what the Lord is doing. Amen. I appreciate all these musicians and singers and amen, everybody coming early and practicing all of them. The Lord has blessed us. We have so many of them. We're having to rotate them all now. Amen. Praise God. We got a five-fold music department now. What a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Speaking of five-fold tonight, Brother Alvear Jr. will be here preaching for us. So, amen. It's going to be a great time in the Holy Ghost. If you know somebody that needs a healing in their body, needs the Holy Ghost, needs some things shaken loose from them, it'd be a good night to bring them. Amen. Bring them. And what a powerfully anointed ministry he has. We're looking forward to him being with us tonight. Amen. Has anybody got any friends they might could invite? Anybody got a friend? Anybody got a friend? I got friends. Praise God. Anybody been showing themselves friendly? Praise God. John chapter 2, verse 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem And found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overthrew the tables and said unto them that sold doves, Take these things hence, and make not my father's house and house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal, everybody say the zeal. The zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. When they seen Jesus do this, they remembered that it was written in the Old Testament a prophecy. Of the words, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Amen. I want to preach for a little while from this title. Do you have the zeal? Amen. Do you have the zeal? Set your Bibles down, lift your hands and your voices to the Lord. Let's pray right now. We need God to help us in this place. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, please help me pray right now. Holy Ghost, come down upon this house. Strengthen every heart, strengthen every life that's here. Hallelujah. Why don't you join up with somebody right now if it's appropriate. Amen. Help them pray right now. And Jesus... Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice. Let God hear your voice. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you let some praise go up. Oh, we praise you, oh God. We thank you. 
Come on, he inhabits praise. You want to feel God? Start praising God. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Come on now, clap your hands, everyone, to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated, why don't you? Turn to your neighbor real fast and say, do you have the zeal? Praise God. Amen. Everybody seems nervous right now. Amen. Thank the Lord. The word zeal simply means enthusiasm or passionate concern. Amen. Enthusiasm or passionate concern. The timing of this story is... It is the Passover, amen. This was the celebration that that Israel began to institute after uh, God helped them and delivered them out of Egypt. There was a certain night where they had to prepare a lamb and they had to uh, eat it and they had to take blood and put it on the doorposts and the lentils of the door. And if they did everything that God had commanded when the death angel came over to to kill the firstborn, then it would pass over the ones that had done right. Amen. Let me tell you, there's some angels you want to pass over your house. Amen. There's some things you want to pass over your house. Amen. And so uh, I I believe that uh, when they did this, not knowing and understanding exactly what would happen, At midnight, there was a cry in Egypt like I'd never heard before, which means at the ball games, they didn't scream as loud as they were screaming that night. At their parties, they didn't scream as loud as they did that night. Amen. But the Bible said it was a loud cry, and the death angel passed over the ones that had done what what the Bible said that they should do. Amen. If you wonder why... Uh, people preach, we need to do this and we've got to do this and we've got to get rid of this and we've got to change this. There's a reason that it's preached every single service come out from among them. I said there's a reason I stand here and preach come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. I'm telling you, there is some wrath that's coming on this world, uh, and I don't want to be a part of it. Hallelujah. Amen. And so because of this great miracle where the Lord passed over the children of Israel and didn't take their firstborn, there was a festival that was instituted called simply the Passover. Thank God for the Passover. Amen. Thank God that Uh, somebody prayed for you and and some things passed over you. I said, thank God somebody prayed for you and some judgment that should have came your way passed over. You know what I'm praying right now? God, let judgment just pass over us. Give us one more chance. Give us one more day to get on an altar to... Get some things out of our spirit. Boy, I feel like shouting. I feel like dancing. 
I feel like praising God for what he's done for us. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. So the Passover celebration is still going on today. Amen. But the people would come to the temple and instead of uh, bringing sheep and, and whatever the sacrifice was uh, from their house, people would come from a long ways off. And so uh, you know how men are. Men figure stuff out. Men make stuff easier and men try to figure uh, you know, it may be better to do it this way. That's why uh, sometimes it's hard to do certain things. They call it too many chiefs. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Not enough Indians. Praise God for Indians. Amen. That's why we don't have uh, seven different pastors this morning. Amen. That's why God give you one pastor. Amen. Your pastor ain't on Instagram telling you what to do and he don't live in Timbuktu with 14,000 followers. He's standing here in front of you today. I said he's standing here in front of you today. Hallelujah. Preaching the gospel to you. Amen. Well, I feel like preaching. Amen. So they instituted this thing that would be a lot easier. And they thought, you know, we could just get out in the outer courts of the temple. We could just throw up some crowd panels and. And bring some sheep and oxen and get some pens and put some doves in there. And, and, and as far as the law was concerned, this wasn't illegal, I guess. But it came to the point to where uh, the thing on the outside became a bigger deal than what was going on on the inside. Well, hallelujah. Amen. There's a place, some of you may have heard it before, it's called B.B. Arkansas. And it's got a thing called the cell barn. And... Uh, it's where they sell cattle, but a lot of people don't go to look at the cattle. Some people never even go into the building where the cattle are sold. Because one day somebody set up a little booth on the outside and started selling belts or something probably. And then another one set up a table. And then another one set up a table. Until the flea market's bigger than the sale barn. Well, I'm going to preach to you. I'm just trying to... I'm teaching you a parable, a hillbilly parable right now. Amen. So some people don't even know there's a building in the back where they sell goats and cows and stuff because they go for the flea market. And so uh, Jesus came, to, came up this day and it came to the point where uh, what was going on on the outside in the outer market or the outer courts of the temple was getting more attention than what was happening in the inner courts. Amen. It got to be a big business there and people were selling sheep and selling oxen and making money and doing deals and it became the sale barn on the outside. And Jesus walked in one day and obviously there was a lot more attention going on and people were having a lot more fun trading cows and trading goats and sheep and dove than they were going inside and getting anything out of church. Well, well, it might get quiet before it gets loud. Who knows? And so the reasoning behind the sacrifice became less important than getting the sacrifice. The bigger business was on the outer market, the outer temple, the outer courts, where all the deal making was gone. 
because the priests had little deals going and they were making part of the money too. And then they had money changers. Well, praise the Lord. The money changers would take foreign money. People came from all over and they would change it into the half shekel so that people could pay their half shekel. Uh, the temple offering. I ain't got no problem with temple offering. I think everybody ought to pay temple offering. Amen. A long time ago, a man came to North Little Rock and taught a temple offering. Amen. What is it? It was half of the tithe and people would pay it and God would bless them. Some people think because you pay your tithes, you're blessed. No. When you pay your tithe, the, the devourer gets rebuked. But when you pay your offering, that's when the blessing begins to really flow. Amen. But I, I'm not preaching about that right now. I'm preaching about something else. Amen. But during this exchange, the priests were making a little money off the fee that was happening. And so they were selling animals and, and they were selling money. And the priests, instead of paying attention to what was going on the, on the inside, their heart was uh, more concerned about what was going on on the outside. Amen. The outside show became bigger than the inside show. The sideshow became bigger than the main. I'm going to preach to you for a little while. I said what was supposed to just be a support to what was going on on the inside became a bigger show than what was going on on the inside. Well, well, hallelujah. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Amen. Thank God for musicians and singers. Uh, amen. But we had Holy Ghost Church uh, when we didn't have a singer. We cast devils out when we didn't have a keyboard player. Uh, we had people get the... Well, hallelujah. And I, 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 don't, I don't... There's nobody in this church feels like this, but there's, there's some people think that... Uh, uh, church ought to be all about a musical presentation and a musical program. Amen. And if the program don't go exactly like it's supposed to do, they, they think it's failed church. Let me tell you, that ain't nothing. All the music is is support for what's going to happen on the inside of your heart. Amen. Every song Well, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, let's not get off track. I said, let's not get off track. Uh, amen. I start thinking uh, this part is more important than this part. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Some churches have turned into uh, uh, homeless shelters. Like that is their ministry to be a homeless shelter. Thank God for everybody that helps homeless people. But the church does more than help homeless people. That is not the purpose uh, of the gathering of the people of God. It's not to be a food bank. It's not to be a social club. It's not to be a cell group. It, it, 
I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Uh, Amen. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer. Uh, That was right out of the mouth of Jesus Christ, uh, which means my house uh, is where I'm going to connect with people. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Shut up, join up with somebody right now. We're fixing to break some spirits from hell in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, help me pray for a moment. Come on, prayer warriors, help me intercede right now. Hallelujah, we're about to have revival in Hot Springs. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So Jesus walks up and he looks at the temple and he sees a place where nobody's getting healed, nobody's getting changed, amen, nobody's getting the word in their heart, but everybody's hanging out, I hate to say this, no offense, they're hanging out in the foyer, (laughs) it's a bad day to sit in the foyer, Amen. Y'all might as well come on in a little bit so I'm not talking about you. Praise God. Come on, all of y'all. Scoot on up. Get on the brown part, the carpet. Amen. We're not going to have no outer court today. It's all going to be inner court. I'm waiting. 200 people waiting. He's got the brown soft part. Yeah, praise God. Praise the brown soft part. All right, praise God. It's good to have the Morrises here. God bless them. Praise God. <laughs> and they came to church that day. Amen. And looked in the temple, and there obviously wasn't nothing good going on on the inside. Nobody getting healed, nobody getting changed. And he looked in the outer courts and the auctioneer was out there just rambling a hundred mile an hour selling sheep and selling oxen and nothing happening on the inside. And he said, we've got this all mixed up. He said, we've got it all mixed up. The important part is what is happening at the altar. If nobody's at the altar, I don't care if you got the best singing group in the world. If nobody's repenting of their sins, I don't care if you got the most structure of any church in the world. I don't care if you got a bucket full of money. If nobody's getting the Holy Ghost. 
Man, he came up in the temple and it wasn't right. Everybody say it wasn't right. When it wasn't right, he began to turn some things upside down. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. You know what that was? That was caused him to grab a scourge. You know what it was that made him grab that scourge and start chasing them people? Flipping the tables over of the money changers? You know what it was? It was the zeal of the house of the Lord. It was... Not only was it his enthusiasm of what was supposed to be going on on the inside, but he had some passionate concern that things weren't going right. Boy, I'm going to preach. Everybody thinks, boy, Jesus really was mean that day. No, Jesus was passionate that the temple conducted itself right he was concerned that church was like it ought to be not one person praying and 99 playing well hallelujah I said hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah. Telling you what the church in Jerusalem needed was somebody with the zeal of the house of the Lord. Amen. When people get the zeal of the house of the Lord and you see something that ain't right, you don't just sit there and act like, well, I guess this is just the direction the church goes. You know, uh, everything changes. Uh, Amen. We used to believe this and now we don't. Uh, It used to be wrong to do this, but now it ain't. Oh, well, you know, it's just. No, when somebody gets the zeal of the house of the Lord and they see something that ain't right, uh, they begin to pray. Uh, They begin to. Tell you what Jerusalem needed. It needed somebody with the zeal. Guess what Pentecost needs right now? It needs somebody with the zeal of the house of the Lord. Hey, there's entire organizations uh, that have backed up uh, and messed up uh, because somebody didn't stand up uh, and say, no, we're not moving that landmark. Remove not uh, the ancient landmark. Come on, I'm calling a challenge to some people in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Some people watching online, you need to get the zeal of the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, I'm so troubled out, brother. My pastor, Bishop Holmes, wrote a book along with Brother Booker and a few others. It's talking about destroyed kingdoms, about 
great churches that were on fire for God. And they began to allow things in and it wasn't very long till it all crumbled and fell apart. But it wouldn't have done that if there was some good people sitting on the pew with a zeal. Come on, I'm preaching to some people. You need to get some fire in your belly. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if we get some zeal for the house of the Lord, this place will still be here when your grandchildren need the Holy Ghost. Come on, help me. Lift your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Come on, help me pray for a minute. Help me for one more minute, please. Come on, I'm throwing out a challenge to some people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you evaluate yourself right now? Come on, I got a lot more to preach, but I'm going to stop for a second. And I want you to do some evaluating in your spirit right now. Why am I here? Oh, oh, hallelujah. Come on, why am I here? Am I here so I can sing a song? Am I here so I can start service or take up the offering? Am I here so I can say I'm a member of that church? Or am I here because I got a zeal in my spirit? I'm telling you, what was inside Jesus was eating him alive. The enthusiasm was eating him alive. I got two brothers here today, and I can tell you, they can, they can back me up. We never woke up one time and said, Mom, are we going to church today? Oh, yeah. We were going to church. We tried everything. I've told this church back in the day, we, they had those, a little, like a little, looked like a piece of a tape measure, had numbers on it. I don't who, know who invented it. Obviously, it didn't work because they threw it away. But you could slide it, put it across your head, and it would tell you what your temperature was. I remember going in the closet one day and rubbing my head. Get that friction going. Ran back to mama. I got fever. I don't feel good. Put on there. I had a little fever. She said, you're just going to have to sit in the car. <laughs> if I get up and get dressed and go, I'm fixing to hang out with my buddies. 
six kids. Well, hallelujah. Boy, I, I might have just gotten a rut right there. Get up and get six kids ready to go to church, and my dad didn't go to church for a while. Well, I just can't come if he don't help me. You better get some zeal in your belly. You're going to raise a snowflake. <laughs> I better move on. Praise God. You know what Jerusalem needed? The church in Jerusalem needed somebody with some zeal. It helped the church. Praise God. Not everybody liked it, but it helped the church. You know what Hot Springs needs? Needs some people with some zeal of the house of the Lord. That you fall in love with what's happening on the inside. That you ain't going to let nobody destroy it. Uh, you're... Oh, hallelujah. 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 Amen. The house of the Lord is where you bring your sacrifice. You get redemption and remission of sins. Amen. The house of the Lord is the place you come and you pray. Praise God. House of the Lord is where you come and you worship God. House of the Lord is where you come and you receive the word of God. You ought to fall in love with it. You, you ought to be enthusiastic. When it's Sunday morning, you ought to be enthusiastic. If your leg's hurting, you still ought to be enthusiastic. If you're tired, there ought to be something in your spirit, some zeal that says, uh, hey, I may not have everything I want. I may not even have enough gas money. Uh, I may be aching in my body. Uh, I may be down and discouraged, uh, but there's something about the house of the Lord uh, that I know if I can get there, uh, everything's going to be all right. <laughs> Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Let's thank him for his house. Hallelujah. Amen. If we can get enough people with the zeal of the house of the Lord, this place will stand forever. If the Lord would tarry and all of us would go on to our reward, this place will still be here. If somebody gets the zeal of the house of the Lord. What does the zeal of the Lord do? You walk in and nobody's praying. You pray whether nobody's praying or not. Why would I do that? Because I love this place. And I want great things to happen in this place. If nobody's worshiping, uh, somebody with zeal is going to get out in the aisle and start. What are you talking about? I love this place so much. Uh, I want it to carry on.
Zeal will make you protect the house of God. You know what Jesus was doing? He was protecting the temple. I tell you, when somebody tries to destroy the temple and you ain't got enough of zeal in you to protect it, you're in a scary place. Somebody could talk about your house of God and it not even bother you. You ain't got the zeal. Well, hallelujah. Oh God, put it in us. Put it in us. Jesus said the zeal has eaten me up. Which means he didn't have just a little bit. It was consuming him. He couldn't wait. He loved what was going on. He loved people getting the Holy Ghost. He loved people getting baptized. That was in his spirit. I tell you, if, if it don't bother you if nobody prays through, you're so disconnected. If it doesn't bother you if few services go by and nobody gets baptized in Jesus' name, you may not even know it, but you're disconnected right there. If it doesn't bother you if nobody repents of their sins, well, hallelujah. Praise God. It bothers me right now. I don't have anybody to baptize right now. I'm concerned. Well, hallelujah. I want this house to be the house of revival. I, I want this to be a house of healing. I want it to be a house of deliverance. I want this to be the hospital for the sick people to come. And they can be changed when they walk through the door. I want the divorcee to walk through the door with no hope in their life. Like Sister Sandra Henley said, I I'm just here. I don't think I could ever be happy again. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I, said, I know how you're going to make it. Get a breakthrough in the Holy Ghost every day of your life. Uh, guess where you're at? Boy, I feel Jesus in this place. Hallelujah. If I wanted somebody to stop doing something. If I wanted somebody to stop doing something. I would try to make them lose their zeal. For that thing. Well, praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank God for all the people that mow the grass. Amen. Brother Geed, a couple weeks ago, my wife was mowing the grass. Praise God. That's a conviction call right there. God, I'm trying to get her to listen to me. She don't listen. Y'all pray for her. I was 5,000 miles away. I couldn't get her to stop. 
Listen, the grass will be alright till I get back. But anyway, and if I wanted somebody to stop cutting the grass, and they had a zeal to do it, you know what I would do? I would try to deplete the zeal. And then they'd quit. Hallelujah. If I said, you know what? If you start cutting that grass, there's going to be allergens come up. It's going to get all in your nose and your mouth, your throat, your eyes. It's going to make you sick. Did you know that um, there's a real good chance that if you're mowing, you could throw something and hit something and break something, hit a vehicle, hit somebody, mess stuff up. Did you know people get hurt on lawnmowers? Do you know people lose fingers, they lose toes? And if somebody had zeal to mow and I just kept on, not her because she's unstoppable. I'm talking about somebody else right now. And I would say, did you know that if you sit down on that lawnmower with that motor right behind you, it's so loud. You know you could lose your hearing by mowing. And if all that wouldn't work, and they still had the zeal, I could say, you know, you really don't even mow the right way. You're, you're, you're not striping it right. And everybody's talking about it. The whole church is saying that you really don't know how to mow. And then if a few other people walked up to them and said, who taught you how to mow? This person goes from having the zeal to mow to like, I'll just let somebody else do it. Let me tell you what the devil is. He's evil. He's a liar. He's a thief. But let me tell you what he ain't. And that's stupid. Well. And he knows. As long as you've got the zeal. He can't stop you from going to God's house. As long as something's burning in your spirit. Uh, I love God's house. Uh, he ain't got a chance uh, of getting you to stop going. So what does he do? First of all, he starts giving you a bunch of excuses. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you know there's allergens there. <laughs> you could get COVID. Get that many people in one room, you could get COVID. It's all right, I got the zeal of the Lord. I got the zeal of the Lord. If I get COVID, I'm going to get Calvary COVID. The kind I get over. 
Well, hallelujah. Well, and if that don't work, you'll start some other stuff. Well, praise the Lord. Did you know that if you sit there long enough, you'll lose your hearing? <laughs> praise God. Well, back in the, at the old church, back in the old day, we didn't have all those big speakers. Well, we didn't have anybody that could sing either. <laughs> Praise God. Not the old church. like I'm talking about when I was a kid. On, you know, at the Norris Chapel in Mountain View when I'd go to my grandma's. Thank God they didn't have microphones. <laughs> Praise God. Did you know if you sit there, you could go deaf? Well, it's all right. I got the zeal of the Lord. Hey. I've been preaching, and I, my left ear, it's like I, it got stopped up, and I couldn't hear nothing. I thought, great. I'm going deaf now. Everybody thinks it's too loud. It's going to say, even the preacher's going deaf. <laughs> so I went to the doctor, and I did the hearing test, and she said, you, uh, you got allergies in that tube that goes from your ear to your nose, but you got perfect hearing. I said, and she's Pentecost. And I said, Really? Praise God. She said, you don't have any hearing loss. I said, well, praise God. Got rid of that excuse. She said, just take you some allergy something. I took allergy something. Pop your ears, chew some gum. My hair perfect. Praise God. Anyway, I'm going to keep on mowing. Is this all right? I'm on my zero turn right now. I'm getting rid of some... I'm getting rid of some excuses right now. But if I told you, you know, a few little excuses, you might get sick. You know, there's too many people. They don't do it right. And you just said, well, I got the zeal of the Lord. I, I, I'm just going to keep on going. So then the enemy would come to you and he said, you know what? You're really not even doing it right. When you shout, it's different than everybody else. When you speak in tongues, yours is totally different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you clap your hands, your, yours is... It looks funny. Well... Praise God. Well, it's getting quiet in the house. You're not doing it right. And everybody's watching. You know what the enemy's doing? He's saying, if I can get the zeal out of this person. If I can make them go from enthusiastic to no enthusiasm, I'm going to get them. And the preacher's in the house today to preach. You need to get your zeal back. Yeah. Your zeal is your hope of making heaven your home. 
Your zeal will want to make you dance when everything in the world is a mess. Your zeal. Oh, I feel like traveling on. I said, I feel like traveling on. I'm not weary. I'm not tired. I've watched people with terrible sickness in their body, yet they got the zeal of the Lord. I've watched people with great desires in their heart that God hadn't answered yet, but they still got their zeal. And when it's worship time, they're still going to worship People facing uh, circumstances uh, that are terrible, yet they still got their zeal. Tell you who's going to get a miracle. The one with the zeal. I watched this sister Sharon Lacey walk in the first time she walked in. Oxygen in her nose. She didn't make it through the first song. Well, you, you, you don't know who I am. You don't know my problem. Oh, yeah. I, she was speaking in tongues in the first song, and she ripped that oxygen. What's your excuse for sitting on the pew like a knot on a log and doing nothing? God, give me zeal. God, give me zeal. Lift your hands to the Lord together. Five more minutes. I won't take it one step further. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost? Amen. And there's a God that has so much zeal. And this is why people lose their zeal. Because they know when Jesus comes in. You can be seated. When Jesus comes in, he's going to start turning some things upside down. That's why people sit there sometimes patty cake for Jesus and and try to scoot over and, and back up and run away. 
grab a baby and act like they like kids. I know all the tricks because I used to do them. I'm not a hypocrite. I'm preaching what I was. Amen. I'd hold my own kids when the Holy Ghost would start moving. How do you do this? I'm busy. Don't pray for me. I may fall down. I didn't have no zeal. I didn't want my world turning upside down. Boy, I feel Jesus right now. Amen. Oh, you. You know what God's looking for? Somebody as excited as he is about the temple. You know, when I walked in this morning, I started praying, God, change me. God, if you see something in my spirit. If you see something that ain't right, Lord, I got the enthusiasm. I I don't want a spot. I don't want a wrinkle or any such thing. I want to be right. And when God finds somebody. That wants the temple as clean as he wants it. That's why you didn't make it through the first song, Sister Sherry. Nobody told her how to get the Holy Ghost. She just had her. Some of you need to stand up and do this. Some of you have been in church 50 years, you still need to learn how to. Well, I don't want people to see God working on me. I want them to think I've got it all together. We know you ain't got it together. If you ain't got the joy of the Holy Ghost... If you ain't got the glow, if you ain't got that Jerusalem ring, amen, we all know you need it. Amen. Why don't we all get it together? I wish somebody just get the zeal of the Holy Ghost right now and say, Lord, work on me today. When everybody in the house stand together, lift your hands to the Lord. Come on, I want some people to open up to him. Come on, if somebody in this house. One touch of the Holy Ghost will change your thought process. One touch of the Holy Ghost will change your future. One touch of the Holy Ghost. Come on, bind together with me in prayer right now.
Come on, lift up your voice in Jesus' name. Come on, if you want God to clean, He'll clean. If you want Him to give you hope, He'll give you hope. If you want Him to turn it around, He'll turn it around. If you want him to break chains, he'll break chains. I want everybody to pray for somebody. I want everybody touching somebody. Find somebody around you if it's appropriate. God, God, give us the zeal we had the day we got the Holy Ghost. God, give us the fire we had the day we got the Holy Ghost. Give us the hunger we had the day we got the Holy Ghost. God, Come on, everybody, touch somebody. We're going to bind together. God's going to walk into somebody's heart, and he's about to clean house. God's about to clean some things up. This is what you've been needing. This will be what you've been praying about. God, give me joy. Give me peace. Give me strength. Give me hope. Give me a future. Come on. Come on. Let intercession begin to come. Pray until you begin to intercede. Pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through.